Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB AM Talk 860. My name is Susan Rocco, and I get to be here every week with some wonderful women from the Philadelphia area and across the country who are happy to come in and share their stories with us. And I'm thrilled today to have in the studio with me Chloe Johnston, who is co-founder and president of CJ Tours. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a great show. She's she's doing something uh, very interesting and something near and dear to my heart, which is fashion. In a, in addition to radio, which I love so much, um, let's let me let's talk a little bit about you and and your background. I I know what you're doing from um, a business standpoint, but I don't know that much about you personally. So tell us where you grew up. Of course, I grew up in Devon, so about thirty five minutes from here. I went to Agnes Irwin um, for high school, and then I went down to UVA in Virginia, where I got my BA in sociology, which was completely unrelated to anything I wanted to that's, do. That's all right. <laughs> and then I moved up to New York to pursue a career in PR, and then decided that that wasn't exactly the direction that I wanted to go. So I went to LIM to get my MBA in fashion entrepreneurship. Okay. Tell me a little bit about um, LIM. I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Is, it, is it in Manhattan? Yes, it's okay. right in the city. The program started about two or three years ago. We were actually the second class to go through the MBA program. It focuses on the business side of fashion, which is what I wanted to do. I'm creative, but I can't draw. I can't sew. can't create clothes. can create them in my mind, but I can't translate that to paper. So I wanted to do the business side of fashion and found this program. I thought it would be a great fit for what I wanted to do. I wanted to start my own company. So I thought this would be a great starting point for me to be able to do that. Yeah. I love that you did that at at a young age. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about your family background? Of, Of course. My mom's Ukrainian. My dad's from Jamaica. My mom's also an entrepreneur. So I've grown up in that environment and always knew that it was something I wanted to do. I just never figured out what I wanted to do. Uh, My mom always said to me, make sure that the company you start is something that you're passionate about. So because I have a passion for travel, because I have a passion for fashion, um, I thought it was just a perfect opportunity to link them together and start doing something with yeah. it. You know, you, you work with your mom. Would you say that she's been a mentor for you in absolutely, your life? Absolutely. Um, I look up to her. I go to her with any of my business questions. She still owns her own companies, so she's involved as much as she can be. But with running three companies and having kids and being all over the place, she can only do so much. Right. And what is her background? Her background, she has a company in workers' comp. So she started off in the medical field. Um, So that's her main company. And then she also has a translation company. And then she also works with a teen travel company. Okay. So she's all over the place. And then, of course, invested in me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing you're on the back burner when you need something. Exactly. Third down the line, right? So tell me a little bit about the years that you um, worked as an intern in public relations. I think that's a great way to start. Uh, It's a great background to have for any any business you go into. I agree. What are some of the things that you learned uh, when in those internships? So many things. <laughs> I think I learned more so how to work in groups and how to work with people. And actually, when I first graduated from UVA with my sociology degree, I thought, I really have no idea what I'm going to do with this. And then when I went into PR, I realized that there really is a link between the two. Right. Um, and it helped a lot with just day-to-day tasks and things I had to do with PR. And I I did love PR, but it just wasn't 
what I wanted to do in the end. Right. Um, and it, actually, working in the company that I worked for in New York, I started to develop more with my fashion interests. I always had a fashion interest. I just didn't know how to make it work and how to put it into a business. And when I started doing events and going to fashion shows, I really put that together. Hey, this is something that I could do for a living and I would be very happy doing it. Yeah. Talk to me about the travel. How did the travel become such a big part of your life? Of course. I first went to Paris with my mom when I was 12. She put together a trip for family and a couple other families. We got there and immediately fell in love with the city. And when we got back, my mom said, I have to keep going back to this place. There's just something about it that has that draw and just wants to bring you back. So she was able to take us back once a year. And then eventually she was able to purchase an apartment there, which she rents out when we're not over in Paris. And it was just once she got that apartment and being able to go back and meeting the people that we did and the relationships that we formed and getting to know the city, it just kind of people say you get the travel bug. So we just, you know, went from there and I just love doing it and love seeing different cultures and different cities and just experiencing their food, their shopping, their restaurants, just everything that each city has to offer. Yeah. It, do you think there's any, um, it's interesting to me that you that your mom and you all became so connected to Paris, France, mm-hmm. um, and your mom is Jamaican, did you say? My dad's Jamaican, my mom's Ukrainian. Ukrainian. So do you th- <laughs> is there any French in your background or your family? Where no. do you think that came from? No. I think it's really more so the European and my mom that just you know, I need to get out. I need to travel. I need to see if if you live in Europe, then you travel so much more than an American does. It's just a lot easier to get from place to place. You know, you have a train where you can go to another country. So right. it's just a lot easier. And I think once my mom tapped into that, it just it released. All yeah. these. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Now, do you have any siblings? I do. I have a younger brother who's just turned 20 last week. And actually. what is he in school? Yes. Where does he go? George Mason. Okay. He loves it. <laughs> is he going to graduate and join the family business? No. No. <laughs> He's in sports management. So okay. obviously his passion is sports. I have a passion for sports as well, but different direction than yeah. my brother. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about um, you when you graduated and you had this entrepreneurial spirit, which mm-hmm. I think is so wonderful. And of course, that's what a lot of my guests have in common. And you had a love of fashion mm-hmm. and you knew you didn't, I guess, want to go work in a retail Exactly. Um, other than the help from your mom, wh- where did you go to, to get some guidance for starting your own business? I actually, for one of my classes in my graduate program, we had to put a company together. So I did that and I presented it to my classmates and my professors and they all loved it. They were very supportive. So I kind of used school as a way to do my research, start putting together my business plan and Of course, throughout the entire process, my mom was very involved. And I said, look, I want to take this further than just school. I want to make this my company. I want to make this my career. And I said, Mom, can you be my financial backer? And she said, of course. I really think that, you know, I had a lot of people telling me, you need to go work before you start a company. You need to have that experience before you're able to do that. And my mom said, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, I would have just jumped in. And just done it. And she said, so I really think that the best way to learn is to make mistakes. And the only way to do that is just to hold your nose and jump in. (laughs) To try. Right, right. So I I did. I love that. Now, you're very confident for a young lady. And do you... Tell me where you think that confidence comes comes from. My mom. Your mom. Your mom. We got to get your mom in here. I want to meet her. (laughs) Um, She taught you to, to always, you know, believe in yourself and... Always believe in yourself. Um, 
if you believe in yourself, then other people will believe in you. So even when I'm incredibly nervous and my stomach is in knots and my hands are shaking, I just have to keep thinking, if I come across that way, then other people are going to perceive me that way. So I just have to take a deep breath and say, I can do this. I have the confidence to do this. And then everyone else will believe it. Yeah. Tell me what some of the, the, the challenges are for you um, on a day to day. What are the <laughs> some of the things that you just don't want to do? Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's a list. Are there many? Um, I think the biggest challenge is that You know, when you start your own company, there's always things that are not going to go the way that you want them to. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of figuring out how to make that work and keep going. So you can't let that get you down and you can't let that ruin your day because you're the one in charge. Everyone is looking to you for the reinforcement and the positivity and the, okay, how are we going to get over this? Right. So you just have to take a step back and realize, all right, I can do this. You know, I'm in it to win it. So let's just keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, And when let's let's talk about how how you actually started the company mm-hmm. what's the very first thing you did to kind of get the name cj tours where did that mm-hmm. come from uh, well obviously chloe, chloe johnson, johnson. <laughs> so that was a silly question <laughs> i really wanted something that had a little bit of me and also wanted people to know right off the bat what we did so cj tours right provide tours and cj chloe johnson Mm -hmm. um and it actually fits in perfectly for the rebranding of chloe johnson since it is cj okay and we'll talk a little bit about that later to make sure that the listeners know exactly you know you're doing a couple of different things Mm -hmm. not just the tours um did you feel that you needed to start in france and and get your connections with your boutiques and your designers and all of that how did that come about it actually it's funny when i first went to paris and i came back i mean i was 12 so i had things that some of my friends had never seen before and at the time i didn't really think anything of it i I was 12 years old why would i um and each year i would go back and i would come back with you know a piece of jewelry or a dress or a bag and everyone would say where do you get these things And I would have people say, I've been to Paris many times and I have never found anything as unique as this. So it kind of started building in my head, wait a second, this could be something that could be a company, could be something that I could do. So the relationships actually started forming before the company even got put together. So the relationships were about five years in the making at that point and really just developing them, the social relationships and then the business aspect kind of just started flowing from right. that. And that's always the best way to do it, yes. right? I mean, relationships, meeting people and, and making those connections, th- things lead, you know, to um, business afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's wonderful. And it's a great cross promotion that you're doing for all of these, I'm assuming women, there might be some, some men There's involved. Some men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about if, if um, someone contacts you, what are the steps? What's the very first thing that takes place if someone were to call from your website and say, I want to bring a group of women mm-hmm. to Paris? I actually just had someone contact me yesterday. Her two daughters are going to be studying in Paris for three weeks. So she wants to put together a tour. The very first thing that we like to ask is whether they want a package tour or they want a private tour. Um, that kind of gives us an idea of budget and it gives us an idea of what specifically they might be thinking. Mm-hmm. From there, we really need to get an idea of their style. Are they looking for dresses? Are they looking for accessories? Are they looking for perfume? Are they looking to have something created specifically for them? Where do they normally shop in the States? Um, What type of things do they normally buy? So that'll also give us an idea of the types of clothes and the types of style. Do they like vintage? Do they want to go to the flea markets? 
Do they simply just want to go do boutiques and get dresses that they want to get in the States? So then from there, we can start putting together a tour that really meets their needs. Okay. Oh, that's what I would imagine you have all different types of groups coming to you. Yes. Families, um, special occasions, obviously, celebrations. Yes. Yes. Maybe some... Um, Girls' night, not girls' night out, but some uh, girls' getaways. Girls' yes. getaways. Yeah. As you're talking, I'm I'm planning in the back of my mind with my sister-in-laws. Um, so prices is important because you know traveling, especially to a place like Paris, mm-hmm. is not cheap. Correct. Um, so can you give us an idea of of the budgets that are available? Mm-hmm. What that range might be. For the four-hour package shopping tour, it's 195 per person. So that includes four hours of shopping. You also get a guide while you're there. So the guide takes you to each of the stores. She tells you about the city. She tells you about the boutiques. If you want help picking out clothes, so almost a stylist in a way, she's there to help you. Or if you would just prefer to have her there in case you know you have a question that you can't translate into French, she's there for that. It really mm-hmm. depends on what you're looking for. The private tours can range anywhere from $300 and upwards because we can include a chauffeur, we can include stopping for lunch, we can include aperitifs with our designers. So it really depends on your budget and what you're looking for and what you want to have included in that time. And if you want to have it longer than four hours or if you want to have it over a span of a couple days, it really just depends on on the client. Okay, so it's not, you're really just organizing the tour itself there. It has nothing to do with travel arrangements or hotels. It depends. If you come to us for a four-hour shopping tour um, that I just explained, that's what we'll be giving you. Okay. We also have launched, um, starting in January, this past January, our extended tours. So, for instance, our first trip that went out was 50 and Fabulous. We put together the hotel. We can do airfare, but some clients prefer to do it on their own if they have miles, for Mm -hmm. instance. Um, the idea with 50 and fabulous is actually my mom's idea that when women hit a certain age, you know, they're established in their career, their kids are grown or, or both. They want to do something for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, they've been focusing on everyone else for so long. It's time to bring the attention back to them. Right. I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, lucky for her, she had been traveling. So she was able to just go travel and, you know, do something for her. A lot of women want to do that. They just don't know how, and mm-hmm. they just need a little push to right. be able to do so. So that's the idea behind that tour. We can set up wine tasting. We can set up cooking classes. For the tour that we did, they want to, wanted to go salsa dancing. We can put together a dinner um, with a chef in their apartment with his girlfriend, who has been in fashion forever and has wonderful stories. So really, we can cater it to the client again. Mm-hmm. Um we also have girlfriend getaways, which you mentioned. Right. We have She Said We, which is for girls to get their wedding dress or outfit their mother or bridesmaids' wow. gifts. Oh, um, and of course, mother-daughter getaways. Right, right. <laughs> and then we have a few tours that we're putting together to get ready to launch soon that f- fits into that extended category as okay. well. Okay. Um, there's some other aspects to your company. And um, we, we talked about the fact that you're, you're rebranding, um, I guess, that's the correct thing mm-hmm. to say because yes. you have some other parts. And one of those is products. Yes. So talk a little bit about what's available. We have, because of the designers and the relationships that we have in Paris, we are able to bring some of their pieces here to the States. So, for instance, one of the handbag designers that we work with, we sell a few of her bags. They are absolutely my favorite bags in the world. They're just, again, unique. They have hidden pockets for when you're traveling and want to hide your passport. They have all of the straps can be adjusted in different ways to wear them however you want. And because she 
picks all the leathers and designs them herself. No two bags are the same. Um, We work with a jewelry designer that creates pieces exclusively for us. We work with another jewelry designer who works with a lot of um, metals and leathers, and she creates things herself in her apartment. And they are some of the coolest, most unique pieces I've ever seen. So we have those options, for instance, for women that can't get to Paris just yet, but they want a little taste, or they just came back and they want something else to remind them of their trip while they were in Paris. Now, are these designers in based in Paris? Yes. Okay, and yes. your purchase you have so you have an online shopping site. Yes, we have an online site and then we also do local trunk shows. Okay. Um so we'll be there one or two days for instance. Now, do you have any relationships with local designers that perhaps have some kind of connection to Paris? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Something for down the road? Yes. Okay. And uh, let's talk. There's another aspect to your company. Um, You've partnered with a a local physician in the area. That's exciting. Yes. Um, Tell us a little bit about that, what what those products are. Okay. Um, We work with Dr. Vrushka Terosian, who's absolutely wonderful. She created a line of travel products that are all natural, anti-aging. There's no chemicals. So it's made out of plant botanicals. Mm -hmm. And it's a great little travel kit that you can take on the plane. There's a little gel can just put on the washcloth and wipe your face clean. You don't even need water. We have a mist that I use all the time. Basically, it just hydrates your face and keeps the makeup in place. <laughs> good, good. And then when we, you're traveling. Yes, exactly. And we have an anti-aging cream and a little lippy. So they all fit into a perfect little kit. It's adorable. I take it with me every time I travel. And then, of course, Chloe Elise comes from my middle name is Elise. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And this kit is, is allowed on the plane? You know, yes. there's so many restrictions with traveling. Yes. I can't keep track. Are we allowed to take product or not? <laughs> it depends on you. It has to be under a certain size. And as long as you put it in a plastic bag, you're good to go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about you. Okay. Okay. Want your home to look great for company from out of town? Moving to a new place? Or just want the satisfaction of a clean, healthy home? Whatever your reason, everybody needs to clean. So why not choose the line of cleaning tools that makes your task easier? Quickie is your one-stop cleaning solution with everything you need to get the job done right. Whether you're cleaning one room or the whole house, Quickie has the right tool for the job. It doesn't matter if you prefer a more traditional mop and bucket or if you'd like to save time with a new Quickie Spray Mop. Quickie has everything you need to get the job done. Founded in Philadelphia over 60 years ago, Quickie's commitment to quality and value have helped it grow to the number one cleaning tool in America. It's Quickie and it's clean. Look for Quickie products at Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, ShopRite, and other fine retailers near you. What woman out there is not tired of the department store shopping experience? Unkept dressing rooms, no customer service, and never being able to find the right size. This is your answer. Come shop with us. We are best dressed. And we are the most exciting new way to shop the beautiful private label of W by Worth. If you're tired of wearing only 20% of your clothing 80% of the time, wardrobe building is a must. And we can show you how to do that and save money. Best Dressed is a business that offers a luxury brand of clothing that will forever be in your closet and always your favorite thing to wear. For the absolute best customer service, easy purchasing and returns, personal custom fitting, and shopping when it's most convenient for you, please contact Best Dressed at 215-266-5680. And be sure to view the current collection at wbyworth.com. 
Hey, everyone. We're back in the studio here at WWDB AM Talk 860. And my name is Susan Rocco, and we're here on Women to Watch with Chloe Johnston, who is co-founder and president of CJ Tours. And it's a wonderful business um, where Chloe um, organizes trips to Paris. And as a group, you can go to showrooms, you can meet designers, um, check out the latest boutiques. And what's really neat about it is the fact that these are places in Paris that the avid traveler might not know about. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, in addition to the the trips and the products that you sell online, you organize some trunk shows. So let's talk a little bit about that and what takes place. Of course. We have, as you mentioned, the online boutique. However, I think that a lot of our pieces are just great in person and people get that feel and we can talk to them and interact with them. So we partner with, for instance, local hair salons um, to do trunk shows. So we would come in for the day. We would have some of our pieces that would appeal to the demographic. um, And then at the end of the day, we leave. So it's kind of like a pop-up shop. We don't have an exact retail space. We just find locations that we think would be a perfect fit and we go and bring our pieces for the day. Okay. Let me ask you this. You have a lot going on online. How did you learn, you know, technology is a huge (laughs) aspect of any business. And how did you create your website and and learn how to, you know, have this online shopping? And that's that's a big project. Who helped you with that? That actually was a very big project. In the beginning, when I started the company, I never thought that products would be a piece of it. I really just thought it would be the tours. But then when I was in Paris and meeting with these designers and some of the people we work with are just the stories that they have are fantastic. My mom came up with the idea. What about the women that can't get here? We have to have some way to give them that little flair of Paris, just something that they can carry along with them every single day if they can't get there right now. And it's something that they aspire to do. Mm -hmm. So she said, we have all these great pieces. Why not sell them in the States? So we sat down with our designers and the French have a very different mentality than yeah, I wanted to ask you about the culture. That I've never been. Okay. Uh, my mother-in-law happens to be French. Yes. Um, but that's about as close to France as I'm going to get at this point. So, um, yeah, talk a little bit about the French culture and how I think that's so nice that you decided you wanted to be able to bring something back for women who maybe can't afford exactly. a trip right now. Yeah. The French culture, I, I, obviously, I think it's so unique and so wonderful, but their mindset is very different. So, for instance... The American mindset is money. You know, you think, how can I make money? How can I do this business to make money? The French mindset is more so the relationship that you have with someone and that feeling that they get when they meet you. So if you meet with someone in France and they don't connect with you right away and they don't feel comfortable with you, they're not going to do business with you. You have to start with that relationship. Mm -hmm. You have to get comfortable with them. You have to get to know them. And then maybe they'll consider doing business with you. Okay. <laughs> we we learned that have the high hard standards? way. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on who you're meeting with. Right. And it's also hilarious to me when a lot of Americans go over to Paris, they'll go to a shop and it'll say, for instance, open 10 to 7. They'll get there at 6. The shop owner says, I don't feel like being here anymore. They close the doors and uh, they leave. Oh, my gosh. And, of course, to an American, it's, you still have an hour. Yeah. You're missing out on all that money. That's Where right. Do you think it? That's right. No. They're a little bit more laid back. Yeah. So you're, um, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I think I cut you off. You were going to talk about uh, the products and how. Oh, yes. Yeah. So my mom thought that it would just be a good idea to have the products here in the States for the person that couldn't get to Paris. We sat down with the designers after, of course, we built the relationships with them. And we said, 
you know, would you be interested in doing something like this? Some of the designers right away thought, you know, that's great. We don't have any presence in the U.S. It would be really great for us to do that. Some of the other designers were a little bit hesitant. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be able to talk about my designs. I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be able to show people what I've created. Mm -hmm. After a little bit of (laughs) convincing, uh, we were able to bring the products to the States. And we started off with the online boutique. And then, again, I thought about what some of the designers said and talking to people and interacting with them and showing them how you wear the bags and touching the bags and getting to interact with them that way. And that's where the idea came. I should do these trunk shows. The other side of it is that when you launch an online site in the beginning, it's it's hard to get people to, to get to that site and right. buy these products. That's right. So the trunk shows are another way to get in front of people and say, hey, we have these products. If this is something that maybe today you don't feel like purchasing, come back and check out our online site. You know, it's always there, whatever you're looking for. Right. Go ahead and let us know. Right. The other side of it is that we've had people contacting us saying, for instance, um, I really want a Chanel vintage jacket. Can you help me find it in Paris? And that's an option for us to do. Because we do have a lot of vintage pieces that are for a very specific clientele. And then, you know, if someone has something in mind that they don't see on the site, but they really would like us to find for them, we have people that would go out find the item, take pictures, send it back. Is this what you're looking for? Is this not what you're looking for? And hopefully find something that meets what they had in mind. Right. So you're you're working as a broker almost, <laughs> I <right>? know. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we were talking about the um, all of the um, website work and, mm-hmm. and how who helped you with that? When I first wanted to launch um, the website, I actually had a friend from high school who was working out in California with a website company and said, hey, I'd really like to help you out with this. I think that you know, I, I understand the direction that you're trying to go, and I'd really like to help you do that. Mm-hmm. So he was very helpful in the beginning, creating the tours website and then creating the online boutique website. And then I kind of got a feel for how that works. And then now we're ready to move in another direction. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I want to go back a little bit. Um, okay. You just had mentioned your friend from high school, and um, we kind of skipped over that. <laughs> um, I think those are, you know, formidable years that really have a, a big effect on who you are mm-hmm. and what you do in the future. And I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about those years, um, uh, what your aspirations were then as a high school girl and where you are today. <laughs> It's actually funny. Even in high school, I knew I wanted to start my own company. I was thinking about this because our 10-year high school reunion is coming up next spring. Um, And I was thinking about we had, when we graduated, we had a little box that we had to write, where will I be in 10 years? Mm -hmm. And I remember to this day, I wrote, I will be famous. (laughs) You did. <laughs> and I you didn't know saying, why or how. No, but. no idea. And everyone would ask, "Well, what are you going to do?" I don't know, but I'm going to be famous, so don't worry about it. So I keep saying, "All right, I got to get there. I have a couple months. I got to get there." Right, this. right. So I always knew that I wanted to start a company. I just, I mean, I really never knew what it was going to be. I, I was always interested in fashion, but I just didn't know how I could make that a career. Right. I right. just didn't really know how to fit that together, and then. Obviously, a couple of years later, I figured that out. <laughs> yeah, but you must have had a set, you know, you, you're independent and that takes a, a very independent spirit entre- to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. does. Um, and I think the high school years, especially, where did you go to high school? Agnes Irwin. Okay. All girls? Yes. All girls. 
So I have a daughter. She went to an all-girls school. Okay. And um, there's there's two aspects going on. One is they're really kind of pushing you to be mm-hmm. an independent mm-hmm. woman and an independent thinker. And the other is that competitiveness yes. right? <laughs> that goes on among girls. How did you deal with that? It was it was interesting. I I had a great group of friends in high school. Actually, I'm still close with all of them. My I recently got engaged in February and almost my entire Bridal party is I from want, high school. I saw that, and I didn't want to assume. <laughs> yes, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I think really it was the relationships that I had, and yes, it was very competitive. Um, we when we were all applying to schools, of course, everyone was. Where are you applying? Where are you applying? So I decided I wasn't going to tell anyone, and everyone got so frustrated. Just to go against the grain, yes, exactly. So they made this huge sign and said, "Where is Chloe applying?" So people wrote on the sign and people would check off where they thought the top school that I was applying. <laughs> you had I, a pool yes, for where's exactly. Chloe going. And I said, when I know where I'm going, you all know where I'm going. Right. <laughs> so, um, but I, I just, they really did push us to be independent. I mean, obviously there was that competitive piece, but I think it fit. It fit well. Um, so yes, you want to go out and do what you want to do. And there's always going to be people that you're competing with no matter what. That's right. So That's right. it really did help moving forward and I also have played sports since I was five I was going so, to ask well, yeah, what types of activities were you involved in I soccer was my biggest passion and it still is mm-hmm. I actually play on a co-ed league every Wednesday night so that's why I was limping when I got here oh, I didn't notice <laughs> good um, so soccer has always been a huge part of my life in high school I, I did soccer I did volleyball in the winter, just to have something, I played soccer outside of school. Mm-hmm. And then I actually did crew for three years, oh, which... Great. That's a huge commitment. Huge commitment. It teaches you a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Um, you get really, really close with the crew team. It's almost like a little cult. That's exactly what they called it at, at Mount St. Joe. It was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> but it really did. I mean, some of the lessons that you learn... Through sports, you really can apply to your career and your life and your personal life. So I think for me, it was very important to have that to have that balance. Mm-hmm. And it also served as a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that I let myself relieve stress is through sports and through working out. And mm-hmm. if I didn't have that, I would just be constantly on edge. Yeah. So that's uh, really helped. That's, that's a great tip. I yes. mean, and, and especially for young girls, I think athletics are so important. Um, and as you said, they re- they teach you so much more about life they than do. just the sport itself. I actually wrote one of my college essays was about how soccer related to the real world and just some of the things that you could pull out of it that you wouldn't necessarily think, hey, I can actually apply this to my life. But yeah, No, it's so much about, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's giving you drive, but it's also about learning to get along with other people, exactly. which is huge. And patience. And it just, it really helped and... I love it. <laughs> did you play soccer at UVA? I didn't. I actually it was I went through all of high school ready to play. I was going to play at two schools. And then at the last second, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So went to UVA and I coached kids throughout college, but I just didn't continue. And then when I graduated, I thought I really miss it. I need it back. So I started playing again. Yeah, That's great. And what do you do now to keep active? I play soccer. I go to the gym. I 
My newfound obsession is flywheel. So if you get a chance to try that, what please do. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds scary oh to me. Oh my God, it's wonderful. Are you that? familiar with Spin? Yes. Okay, so it's they actually opened a flywheel studio in Bryn Mawr. There's okay. one in the city as well. Mm-hmm. It's basically Spin. Um, there's a weight component too. So in the middle of the class, you do hand weights. And it's it's just a it's while 45 you're minutes. spinning. Yes, wow. It's only for I mean it's for five it takes minutes. Takes a lot of coordination. It does take a lot of coordination, and five minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but by the end, your arms are right. hanging on the ground, feeling like jello. <laughs> um, it's just it's wonderful. It's high paced. It's forty five minutes. You go straight through. The lights are off. The music's loud. The instructors are very you know they get you going. It's mm-hmm. exciting, and the unique thing about it is that there's a torque board. So your scores go up on the board. So you're competing. It has that sports aspect. Oh, you're competing right, right. against the people in the class yes. to see how high you can get it. The And they also have a little screen at the bottom that tells you your torque. Uh, it tells you your speed. So then it calculates your power. So after each class, you have a power, which, again, you're competing with yourself. Mm-hmm. So when I'm looking down, I say, okay, last week I did 250 in power. This week I want to beat that. I want to get to 260. Yeah. So. It, Pulls in that competitive side that clearly I have. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I want to talk about how you manage your day. You're doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You're you're running a company. You're making you know making time to exercise and stay fit and all that. Um, talk about how you manage it all. I think some women um, kind of do things as they come at them. You know, you just, the emails, the phone calls, everything's coming at them. Um, some women are more structured. You know, I'm going to work from... 10 to, to noon and, and answer emails, you know, from noon to four, I'm going to um, do my writing. And how does it work for you? I'm actually a combination of the two. Uh, the first style is definitely my mom. Whatever happens, she just does. I am a huge fan of lists. So okay. I have a weekly planner that I write everything I need to do for that week. And mm-hmm. I prioritize it. This is most important. I have to do this that morning. And then it, it goes down. So the bottom of the list is what I'll get to at the end of the day. Um, and then I kind of just handle emails and phone calls as they come. So if it's something that is on my list that I have to get done, then the emails and phone calls will wait. If it's something that's not as important, then I'll just respond to the emails and phone calls while doing the Mm -hmm. other things that I need to do. Yeah. That sounds like a good tactic. Mm -hmm. I actually was, when I was in New York, I went to, it was one, it was a meetup event. And there was a woman, there were a couple women talking about being entrepreneurs and they were giving us tips on, you know, when they started the company and things that they did that helped them stay sane. Right. <laughs> and one woman said that every day, I think it was six o'clock maybe or seven o'clock. I don't remember what time it was. She would turn her phone off and she would say, no phone calls, no emails. It's time for me to focus on me. Mm-hmm. And she said she would, you know, leave the rest of the night to focus on her family, to focus on herself to catch up with friends, right. to, you know, just mm-hmm. to make sure that she had that balance. And I thought that that was a really good point that you obviously nowadays you have your cell phone, which has your email, which has everything. So people can contact you a million different ways. Well, 24 seven. Yes. Right? And, I and you think, get that feeling that you're going to miss something. Exactly. And I think that it's really important to remember they can wait till tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have that balance, then you're just going to burn out way too quickly. So it depends on, you know, some people get up in the morning and do something. Some people take a break at lunch, whatever it is, as long as you have that balance so that you remember, okay, have a life too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not only that, then, then you come back to your tasks refreshed exactly. and you're going to, you know, you're going to handle them in a much better way than if you're just kind of frazzed and exactly. juggling. Exactly. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about, um, 
what your advice might be to some of the listeners. Um, if they're, if, I love the fact that you had a passion first, mm-hmm. and then you decided, I'm going to, how can I turn this into a business? And that is so smart. And, and people who are able to do that are very lucky. There's unfortunately a lot of people that are working every day in fields they don't want to be in. Exactly. Um, so talk a little bit about how, what advice would you give to someone who's listening that has the thought they know what they know what makes them happy and mm-hmm. what's important to them? How do you turn that into a business? I think, like you said, the most important thing when starting a company is that you have to be passionate about it because you have to remember this is your life day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you're not going to succeed because if you're not, of course, there's going to be days that you know, things go wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you're not happy with what you're doing and if it doesn't excite you when you wake up, you're not going to be productive because you're going to eventually hate the work and then you're going to hate yourself. You're going to hate the job. You're going to hate everyone you work with. So I think as long as you figure out this is what I'm passionate about, I need to figure out a way I can make a business out of this. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen right away and it's not going to just randomly come to you. You really do have to think about it and then it'll start making sense. The pieces will start building. And of course, in the beginning, there's a ton of research that goes into it. Mm -hmm. But once you get to that level, then I think just go for it. You know, don't be afraid. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it. I think that go for it and be confident and you'll succeed. Yeah, that's so true. And I think we talk about passion. We use that word all the time, (laughs) right? And sometimes I think people don't, they, they're hesitant, they're held back because they think, I I'm not sure what I'm really passionate about. And sometimes I think it's important to just, the way you find that passion is to think about what, what you're doing when you're most happy. Exactly. Right. And what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, you don't have to have something that just gets you all fired up. It's true. And right? it doesn't even have to be something that you do all the time that you think is so wonderful. It could just be the little things. For instance, taking me back to my intern, he was telling me yesterday that his girlfriend loves to cook. And at the end of every day, she goes home and cooks for two hours. I said, oh, is she going to do something with that? And he That said, sounds like a passion to me. Two yes, hours of cooking exactly. every day. And he said, no, she really wants to do accounting. And I said, you know, that, that works. And I said, but if she is passionate about cooking and she likes accounting, she can start a restaurant and handle the accounting side and also be the chef. That's right. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just one thing. You know, right. you can combine your passions. It could be something that, something small. I like to sew. Okay, we'll figure out how you can weave that into some company mm-hmm. somehow. You know, whatever it may be, if you really want to do it, you can figure out how to make it work. Right. Combining two areas mm-hmm. where you're, you know, the the thing that you love to do the most is a part of your every day. Exactly. Yeah, that's really smart. Um. We're going to take another quick break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up with Chloe Johnston, who is co-founder and president of CJ Tours, a wonderful company that takes women uh, to Paris for some shopping and all kinds of other great things. We'll be back in a moment. At Bluebell Physical Therapy, our goal is to get you back in the game, back to work, and back to your normal way of life. Our highly respected team provides preventative and rehabilitation services from everyday physical and occupational therapy to post-operative rehab of your knees, shoulders, or spine. Bluebell Physical Therapy focuses on achieving each patient's maximum level of recovery. Bluebell Physical Therapy, the treatment you need from the therapist you trust. Do you know Saltz Matkov? Would you like a legal team with over 100 years of experience working for you to defend litigation in the areas of business and contract disputes? 
employment, transportation and aviation, products and premises liability, intellectual property and construction, we are Saltz Matkov and we can help. From Wall Street to Main Street, we represent Fortune 500 companies and small businesses alike, achieving successful results inside and outside of the courtroom. For a free consultation, contact us at 484-318-7225 or visit us on the web at saltsmatkov.com. That's S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-T-K-O-V.com. Large firm expertise for a fraction of the cost and with all of the personal attention you need. Serving Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. Call 484-318-7225 or go to saltsmatkov.com. Welcome back to Women to Watch here on WWDB AM Talk 860. I'm here with Chloe Johnston, who is co-founder and president of CJ Tours. Uh, we were talking before the break about some of the some of the things that uh, might help women who are listening that have some ideas and thoughts of their own and how to turn those into a business. And Chloe has some great advice for, you know, you don't have to have some grand passion that you're going to immediately turn into a business. It can be something that's of interest to you, something you do that makes you happy and you can use that um, combined with something else. And I think that's really good advice. Um, I'd love to get back to uh, specifically your business so that we can wrap it up and really give information about what CJ tours is all about um, because there's many different areas. So let's, let's, Tell me about some stories about some of the trips that you have organized. I'm sure you have some good stories that <laughs> I do where things went right and maybe things went wrong. Oh, yes. There's always the good and the bad with everything. I think one of our favorite trips was the 15 Fabulous trip that we did in January. Which is right up my alley. I'm going to be <laughs> planning that right after the show. It was great. I went with them um, because it was the first 15 Fabulous tour that we did. And I'm so glad that I did. They had a great time. One of the women actually is a fashion designer. So she wanted to meet with some showrooms over there and see if she could sell her pieces in Paris. So we were able to um, take her to a huge exposition where she could see some of the other designers. And then she met with a few showrooms and we also introduced us, introduced her to some of the designers so she could ask them questions, hear about their inspiration, how did they get to Paris. And then the other woman that she brought with her no fashion interests, no fashion background, just completely the polar opposite of her. So I thought, well, this could be a really interesting mix. Right. And she ended up having the best time. She one of the one of the days we did a cooking class and she just was off the wall with excitement. And she actually came up to me at the end of the trip and she said, you know, this was something that I really needed. And she said, this really changed me in such a positive way. And, you know, I couldn't say enough good things about the experience. Mm -hmm. And I think that like my mom said, she was one of those women that was in that position where she needed to do something. She just didn't know what it was. Mm -hmm. And she was ready to step out of the box. And she said, the things that you did with me, the places that you took me, I never would have gone on my own. And I never would have thought that I would be interested in doing something like that. And she said, but because, you know, I knew that you had these experiences and you had these relationships. I trusted you. And she said it really just turned out for the best. And I had a great time. So I thought, yes, oh, that's it wonderful. worked. <laughs> yeah. It's more than just shopping. It's yes. so much more, right? Yes. It's it's the memories and the feelings. And I really think that if you're in a shop and you get to talk to the designer about mm -hmm. 
where the idea came from. It makes that bag so much more special or that piece of jewelry so that when you wear it, you're not just wearing it. You're remembering, oh, my gosh, I got this in Paris and I met with the designer and she told me her story. Yeah, I love that. Everything. I love that because there's a, there is a story behind. First, mm-hmm. first, there's inspiration. Yes. Right. And then there's the creative aspect. Mm-hmm. And there is always a story behind mm-hmm. um, the fashion and jewelry and mm-hmm. everything. I love that. That should be a real key piece to what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So let do let's do it. First of all, do you escort all of these groups to Paris? I don't. How we many have, times a year do you go? I'm there about five six times a year, but I also have guides set up in Paris that do the trips. Okay, so they're very familiar, obviously, with Paris, with the shopping, with the designers, with the boutiques. They all speak at least French and English, so mm-hmm. that obviously Good. they can take the clients around. Some of them speak Spanish, some of them speak Italian. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends. But yeah. they're always there to take the clients around. Mm-hmm. The, um, the the site that you have where you sell the wonderful products, mm-hmm. how often are those products updated? We update them whenever we think that it's time to update them, okay. <laughs> basically. Um, what's cool about this site is that they're one-of-a-kind pieces. So mm-hmm. when it's gone, it's gone. And we might not necessarily get anything like that again. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, we had this necklace from one of the jewelry designers that we work with that I absolutely loved. And I got it and then went back next time to get some more pieces. And she said, I don't I'm not making that anymore. But Mm -hmm. I have this that's kind of cool. It's Mm -hmm. similar. And I said, that's great. So do you put up what you like? Mm -hmm. Obviously, you choose the products. We We choose the products and then. Obviously, we talk to them to see, well, what sells best here? Mm -hmm. What sells best when you have the Americans come in and talk about that and, you know, which direction to go. So, for instance, um, one of the jewelry designers said that she had a lot of people coming from California buying specific pieces. So we thought, oh, this might be interesting. Mm -hmm. And then we also have vintage items that I personally just go out when I'm there to the flea markets and purchase. I love the vintage. Me too. I really do. I really do. There's some really cool stuff. Yeah. I wish the listeners can't see what you're wearing, but on either wrist, you said those are from Paris. Yes. I guess they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's really different. She has a zippered bracelet, I guess. It actually zippers too. And it zippers. I love that. There's a matching necklace. That's really beautiful. Um, So um, let's talk about the rebranding that you're going to be going Mm -hmm. through and how your company's going to change over the next, is it a couple of weeks, a month? How long do you think? Hopefully that- a couple of weeks. Oh, hopefully <laughs> tomorrow. Right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the idea was right now the company is CJ Shopping Tours and CJ Shop It. So if you don't know enough about the company, which I'm not that old, so there's not a lot of people that know about it. And when yet. was it founded? It was founded in 2011. The website didn't launch till 2012. Okay. So it's technically been a year. Yeah. A year. Okay, great. I think it's going places. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I hope. I'm going to be sending you clients left and right. I can't wait. <laughs> so we really wanted to figure out how to pull in that common thread. And everyone kept saying, you really need to brand yourself as the expert. So that's the direction that we're going. And the CJ Shopping Tours and the CJ Shop It are going to be assets of the Chloe Johnson brand. So you'll have the tours and you'll have the products all on one site. Mm-hmm. So you'll be able to see my fashion and inspiration, you know, what I'm doing, traveling, etc. And then you can look at the tours and then you can look at the products and kind of get a better feel of who I am, where I came from, why I'm doing this, mm-hmm. you know, why I offer these tours, why I offer these products and what makes it different and what makes it unique. Right, but always keeping with the same thing. Yes. Or same theme, rather. I think, yes. yeah, that's really, you know, smart and important. Sometimes if you branch out in too many different directions, mm-hmm. 
you know, your brand will get lost exactly. in all of that. Do you have any aspirations to design yourself? I have. It's funny. I always create things in my head and say, I really wish someone could make this for me. <laughs> <laughs> you should do it. So I'm hoping one day that that'll be possible. My mom actually is the same way, but she more so loves interior design. And she one day said, I have this idea for a jacket. I really want it made. I need to figure out how to do it. One of the guys that we work with in Paris, his job doesn't translate to English, but basically he's sort of like the middleman between the designers. And then he takes clothes directly to politicians and um, diplomats. So, and he works with men's suits. Mm -hmm. So he has these beautiful custom tailored suits. My mom went to him and said, she didn't even draw it. She just explained, this is what I'm thinking. I want a jacket out of this. How can you make it work? Mm -hmm. He created the jacket and it looks exactly how she thought it should look. And she didn't draw anything. She just said, this is what I'm thinking. So for her, I mean, that was obviously very exciting because she can't draw like me. Um, but she had this idea. He was able to create it. And now we have a line of coats that we can sell. Well, here. I was going to say, was that just for her personally? For No, her- she she create she has one herself, of course. But we created a line of them that we have a spring jacket that's a little bit shorter. The sleeves are shorter. And then we have a winter jacket. Oh, that's so cool. So mm-hmm. those jackets are on online. Yes. People can see them. Mm-hmm. People can buy them. I love that. Can you describe it? What What's the material? What does it look it's like? A, gosh, it's so hard to describe. The inside is a really pretty silk. It's, it has a silk lining mm-hmm. and the inside can be black or green. We, we've tried to make it pop. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a heavy wool cotton blend. And it's the design in the back is really bright. It's kind of like think of a bunch of spirals and things it's like a geometric pattern and it has a bunch of different bright colors Mm -hmm. but the pattern is just at the top and then the jacket at the bottom flares out of it it has a peplum yes i love that but it's a lower much lower (laughs) (laughs) i do love that i could talk about fashion all day long um i think that's so cool um so um Getting back to what what the plans are for the company itself. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have the tours. You're going to have the products, um, the skincare line, mm-hmm. the travel pack. Yes. Is that part of the products? We your sell same the, product yes, division? Yes, we sell those online. We sell them in trunk shows, but it also fits in perfectly with the 50 and Fabulous because it is anti-aging. It is all natural. So we try to sell that in combination with the 50 and Fabulous. And then for those that sign up for the tour, they get Chloe Lee's travel kit. I was just going to ask that if that's part of, <laughs> yes. you know, if that's a little bit of a giveaway. Yes. yes. Um, and so what are the plans for um, any trunk shows coming up that people should know about and where are they? We have trunk show in July 18th and 19th in Glen Mills um, at Hair Salon. And then we have a trunk show in the Hamptons in August on the 1st. And then actually at the end of August, we're working with a woman named Joanne Belts that sells etc. So she has a week long trunk show that we will be there with her selling oh, our pieces. Oh, I, I do. I think I know Joanne. Yes, Is she she's a member of part, Yes, yes. Oh, she's wonderful. Yes. That'll be great. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Now, the trunk show in the Hamptons is that for people who are in the Hamptons, or are people going to travel? We actually did a trunk show in New York with a woman that owns um, a pop up shop space. So basically, she has different designers coming in each week selling okay. pieces. Mm-hmm. She's part of the. Um, Jewish community, and they have a huge trunk show that they do every year in the Hamptons. So they invited us to join that this year, um, and we're going to go and oh, see how that's it goes. Wonderful. Yes. And where are you going to stay there? 
there's my mom actually found this really cool little someone's home that they rent out. Okay. Um, and I believe the trunk shows in Bridgehampton. I'm don't remember right now mm-hmm. just because we have so many. Um, but I'm pretty and you sure do so much right. traveling. <laughs> you don't have never worked, never know where you are. I know. <laughs> but I believe it's in Bridgehampton. Okay. So. Let me ask you this. Do you, ha- are you working all by yourself? Do you have employees? Do you have an assistant? How's that I going? brought on an assistant in, it was either December or January. I just, there was just too much. I couldn't do everything myself. Right. And then I'm lucky to have interns from Drexel from the co-op program. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how did you, that's interesting. I, you know, I, I'm starting to need a little help myself. And I would suggest that. People keep recommending the, uh, Drexel, which happens to be where my son is going. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, in <laughs> September. Um, but people speak very highly of that. It's, I think, because it's a co-op and they're not going to school. So this is their full-time thing. Mm-hmm. They get credit for it. They get graded on it. I think it makes them, it pushes them more to want to do well and to want to get something out of it. So the interns that I have now, I couldn't say better things about them. That's they're great. wonderful. They're very helpful. They go above and beyond. And it's a really cool system. It's it's super easy. Everything's online. You know, you choose who you want to interview. Mm-hmm. They come in, you interview them. You either choose someone or you don't. You can move to the next round. I've just had I've had a really good experience with it so far. And they're clearly interested in the field yes. that they're yes, looking yes, to yes, work yes. in. Um I have a lot of fashion students applying and then I have business students applying. I've had a lot of marketing. Oh, um, I bet. I yeah. Bet. So and they and they do a ranking system. So, for instance, at the end, they rank their top three and then um, the companies rank their top three. So then they match them. So it it, it works out really well. Um, They've been a huge help. I definitely recommend that kind of experience is is invaluable. And that's what that's what I say. You learn. Obviously, you learn a lot in the classroom, mm -hmm. but you need to be able to apply that. Right. And I think the co-op is such a great opportunity for them to do that now. Is it a paid uh, co-op? I, I was under the impression it's a paid situation. Yes. Some um, companies opt not to, but 95% of them pay. Okay. I guess it depends on the, the tasks and the, the mm-hmm. amount of work they're doing. Yes. My interns are doing a lot of work. Are they doing a lot of work? <laughs> they're doing all the administrative stuff probably? They and- do everything. So Let's talk a little bit about social media is a huge aspect it of is. running a business today. You, you can't have a business and not have a presence. Exactly. Um, how do you make use of social media? We use Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, LinkedIn, and Instagram. <laughs> okay. That's five different sites, right? That need to be managed and post. Yes. And- so we have a team that we work with that does this social media. And I actually, one of my interns is really interested in marketing and social media. Mm-hmm. So I brought her and told her, I'm going to let you run with this, oh, that's you great. know, put together plan and present it to me and we'll figure out how to implement it. So they just did that last week. I okayed it and now they're in the well, process. See, and that's, it's important, you know, let them kind of do their thing, but always um, get your approval first, exactly. right? Before anything goes exactly. out there, because it's always your mm-hmm. words and your brand and your name. And then they understand, you know, how the process works. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's great. I, I'm so happy for you and Thank excited. You. I think you are going big places <laughs> and I'm going to be spreading the word about your business. And we have just a few minutes. So okay. I want to be sure that you get your contact information out there because mm-hmm. I know you have a couple of different sites. Yes. So the cjshoppingtours.com is where you can find the tours. cjshopit.com is for the products. And then in a couple weeks, both of those sites will actually live on chloejohnston.com. Perfect. So there's going to be one place to find everything. Yes. yes. Okay. 
thank you so much yeah, for coming in you. today. I'm so impressed by you. <laughs> um, I think it was a great show, and I, I'm definitely going to you know spread the word about what you're doing, and I think you're going to um, make some women very happy out there. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. So that's it, everyone, for this week's Women to Watch here on WWDB AM Talk 860. And again, my name is Susan Rocco. And I'm the host here every week, sitting down with some amazing women in the area. Uh, if you have any questions for me or, or for any of my guests, you can reach me at 215-313-5561 or send an email to srocco233 at gmail. Thanks, everyone, and have a great week.